episode 82 lyrical ones affluent how are you doing i'm really looking forward to episode 85 but until we get there 82 is cool too i feel that i feel that michael jackson was in his bag in 1982 that's real supreme supreme dark skin bag that is really real that is really really real supreme second nose second maybe third nose bag so i'm in good move 82 you know it's is wow we got the anniversary is the 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 anniversary week of losers losing (laughs) losers losing ain't that the truth it's a one-year anniversary of losers losing teddy pendergrass talking about being a two-time loser but these is triple quadruple time losers and yes some people, you know, it's all about it. See, like I like to think about like the the scarcity mindset, where folks be like, "I ain't had a lot, and so when I get a little bit, I'll get rid of it." Right? They just raise back to zero as quickly as possible, and they do it with everything from from the from the job to the finances to relationships. To friendships, to support, he'd be like, "I ain't used to having it so good, so I ain't got to keep it good." And it's just they got these habits about not having stuff, and they just find ways to just like race back to zero. Uh, I pretty, I think, I think that's what people like about animals. Animals is never like, "Nah, don't give me that." <laughs> Dogs don't ever be like. Nah, bruh. You give me something special today. Don't give me that. <laughs> don't, don't try to play me and and be like, uh, you ain't about to give it to me again next week, is you? Nah, they like, okay, give me that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not good. Okay, yeah, yeah. Pass that to me. Oh, this tastes good too. Oh, yeah. Let's when we doing this again. I feel like we had a great time. You you have fun? I have fun. Let's do this again. Cats be like, just leave it for me. I get to it. Don't don't, 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 don't try to just don't don't. I didn't say performative. I can't do this for you. I got to do this for me. So just leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it where I like it. <laughs> and if you don't leave I'm where I like it, I'm fine anyway. So it's just you might as you might as well put it where I want it. The crazy thing is, even if even if a cat or a dog didn't want it, right, the level of spitefulness ain't there, right? Like the level of like, yeah, I ain't touch it, but I'm I'm not gonna go out my way to like make a point about it. Before we go, before we go to the human energy about it, I don't can't leave out the fish. The fish, I just can't. It can't just be a binary thing. Feel me? So like fish is the same way. Like, oh, we had it again. Oh, 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 we had it again. Oh, you switched up the, the recipe. Oh, we had it again. <laughs> some of that, some of that, some of that, some of that. No hesitation. Just spend this whole time looking for it. Like, is it coming to me today? Is it coming to me? Is it my turn? It's my turn. I just need to know if it's my turn. And now let's go into the human emotion about spitefulness, about pettiness, about bitterness. I mean, losers gonna lose. Losers gonna lose. And it ain't nothing wrong. With, ain't nothing wrong with taking a loss. Like you're gonna take a loss somehow, some way. You, as a matter of fact, we are collectively losing right now. Is that what we the CDC is telling us? We are no. We are collectively losing time. Time is what we lose. We lose time yeah. collectively, right? We we are conscious together, like conscious together, but the time, at right? At the same time. We all losing time at the same time. We're losing time at the same time. Now, all time ain't, ain't the same time, even though it's relative, relatives. But it is a thing where, um, yeah, people, 
like it is a year. It's going to be a year tomorrow when we have experienced losers losing with no grace, no restraint. <laughs> no, it's compassion. like America's Funny Hut's home video. Speaking of no grace, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, just fumbling, just fumbling. <laughs> like to go from one loss to the next, and it's not to, it's not to. I mean, it is to kind of rub it in your face a little bit, just for some of y'all, because but, really... but, but it's also sad. Somebody died, feel me? No, I mean, that's the thing, right? There was a loss of life. There were people who were afraid for their life. There were people who were harmed. There were people who were committed to acts of harm to other people. Yeah. And, you know, y'all know, as I've said many times, the revolution to me is not one where you act out in violence because that's been done. You don't the revolution is something new. The revolution is something that it will by definition is new. By its mean, by its by its meaning, it's revolutionary. Exactly. And the thing is, people romanticize what was kind of like planted in their head when it comes to a revolution based off of someone else's interpretation or their belief system in oh, this is how it has to be. It has to be violent. It has to be totalitarian. It has to be done in a method and a means that is in, invoking harm. And so last year, on January 6th, people thought they were getting ready to incite some type of revolution. They, were thought, they, they thought they were going to take back something that is already theirs. Like, that's, a, that's the coldest part about it. Collectively, we all share it. It's ours. We here now. We don't all get treated the same, of course. And our perception of how we're treated, right? Like it was wild. I was looking at a uh, at a video. I ain't gonna say no countries' names, but it was some kids at school talking about what they're gonna be for the future. And one of them was saying how they're gonna be, uh, they're gonna protect their country and they're gonna destroy a whole nother country. And I was like, man, we really raising these kids all over the world in hate. We raising them with this false perception of, of life and entitlement where it's like, I got to control you. I got to control what you are or what you do or how you are, because I was taught that that's just my culture, right? Like we are upholding these tenets to be powerful in reality. They're destructive. And it's not to say there ain't no power in destruction, but there's more power in building. There's more power in how you're able to sustain yourself and how you, you're able to create abundance for others. Right. How you're able to materialize things. Right. Some might not believe it. It may not hit or strike a chord, but that's OK. Eventually you you either gonna learn or you're going to be the lesson for someone to learn that. Yeah. Like. You can lose with grace. You can gain so much by being able to learn from your from your mistakes, not by being vengeful and saying, all right, now I'm about to go and take it over. I'm about to go. I'm about to go run it up on you. I'm about to put you in a harmful predicament in this situation. The same thing you're trying to avoid, you end up becoming, right? You'd be so quick yeah. to be in a position where, oh, I need to get it. Oh, I can't get it. Now I'm going to go and take it. But how am I going to take it? Am I going to take it in a way that is like stealthy? Am I going to take it in a way that's deceptive? Am I going to take it in a way that's violent? And yeah, January January 6th last year was a violent situation where people under the banner of a bunch of losing teams in philosophical, ideological, national, you know, people were like we losing and we going we about to we about to take a bigger L, right? Cuz they sure wasn't running up in people's houses snatching them out based off of the triangulation of or gps slash social media court coordinated uh you know tracing nah ain't nobody ain't nobody coming to nobody house at least in this country off of some contact tracing okay it wasn't yeah. contact tracing it was tracing the contacts that's what it was that's what we're gonna trace right. the contact it was like you you added them you retweeted them. You commented mm -hmm. on their on their posts, and you was there. We got photographic evidence. We own you. That patch you wore, we know where you bought it from. We know when you got it. 
And now we know where you at. We got you. All right. Speaking of revolutions, I, I feel like we it's a it's a good time to go over a song that was a response to a spoken word poem. Bill Scott Heron's "The Revolution Will Not Be Televised." Now, now, interesting enough, so it's very interesting what people like to do with a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as an institution. Because this don't necessarily seem like something Gil Scott Heron would have been necessarily excited about to be in this uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I do think he would have taken time to share some thoughts had he been around. And so I just want to go over these lyrics. Because I used to think of it as a poem myself. And it's actually a song in response to the last poet's um, poem about the revolution. It says, you would not be able to stay home, brother. You would not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You would not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew. To eat hog moss confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary, the revolution will not be te televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Schaefer Award Theater, by the Schaefer Award Theater, and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie May pushing that shopping cart down the down the block on, on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to pre predict the winner at 832 on report from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on an instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney, Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on a rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lifes of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Anchors, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of hairy armed women liberationists and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Thomas, Tom Jones or Johnny Cash, Engelbert Herperdink or the rare earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet toilet bowl. The revolution will not go, go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will, will, the revolution will put you in, your, in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. And to your point, it's not gonna look like something you've seen before. Is when things change, they will be just that. They will they will be changed. And as much as as people wanted to see that change come two fiscal years ago. Um as much as people wanted to see that change come 10 years ago, 
as much as they wanted to see the change come 14 years ago or 22 years ago or 45 years ago. It's always going to look like change and it's going to look like the the changes happening in the hearts of young people it's going to look like changes in the hearts of their teachers it's going to look like change that's not worth a story it's going to look like change about about stories that they don't want to tell it's going to be about things going on goings ons and happenings of marginalized looked over left out people moving together toward toward change not for a story not for TikTok, not for likes, not for uh, a live stream or broadcast. And to me, the idea of that is is comforting to me. It it is an idea that what will matter more than anything is that everyone who witnesses the change is impacted by the change and everyone who is not there will wish they were there instead of having the opportunity to say they saw it. And I think that's what I saw in 2020. There's a lot of people being able to talk about it and give input without any legwork. And then a lot of people being hurt and harmed by sweep sweep and the the video report the video reporting of violence and trauma and injustice that it was in, inescapable for some people And that looks like what it's always been, inescapable violence. And not like change. And, you know, we'll continue to move in the direction of togetherness that we may be on the ground already when the phones go dead and the cameras go off And, and the change starts to coagulate. And some people are really about to be celebrating this bacchanal, this debauchery. This folks really about to be celebrating. This folks really about to be barbecuing tomorrow. 
like it's sweet. But we all know it ain't sweet. Yeah, I mean, most profoundly as you were reading that was how timely that is to hear because me with the unpopular opinions so much comfort has been sought in finding others who agree with what you say with what is being said and at the same time so much energy is is being distributed by people who you disagree with the thing that to me makes the most sense is the conversation of understanding from the differences now we don't we don't really have that it's too it's too hard for people to hear it's too hard for people to listen it's so much easier for people to say to give at all times am i trying to figure out or practice something that isn't the same right now that there can be a conundrum for some right to practice means to have the repetition to not have it be the same as what I've known or what I've seen, right? The refinement of that practice is different. That's the change. That's the evolution in it. As I become a master of that practice of differences, of something unique, of something that is an anomaly or an outlier of the norm. Because, yeah, 2020 was a a, a galvanizing year. It was a year that, like, yeah, the world changed and people have been rushing back to a sense of normalcy. And in my mind, in my eyes, it's a sense of complacency. In my mind, in my eyes, it's a sense of abuse. In my mind, in my eyes, it's the concept of the, the lack of self-love, right? Who am I to say that? Well, you find it out every day you get on here. Every time you hear me talk, Every week I, I proliferate and expand on these different concepts that come back to the conclusion of love, right? Like, I have no doubt in my mind that these people who are so passionate of trying to take over the government, who, you're right, they're going to be celebrating tomorrow because they're going to they gonna romanticize and reminisce on what was done, on what happened, on how in their minds and eyes they were seen. Them being seen was validated. Them being heard on the news was validation. Them being charged was martyr, being martyrs of, of, a, of a revolution that is very much akin to something that's already happened. Not a revolution at all. It's just a retread on things that have already taken place. It ain't the first time. It ain't going to be the last time. For me, psh, something new every day. Something new to do, which isn't. Yeah, let me go in and cite a sense of harm or hate. Yeah, I get it. Politicians are fake. They're phony. They all live in deception. A lot of them are well off and wealthy. I agree. I care less about them in the concept of my leadership or my dominion of my life and what I need for myself to be happy. Like some people subscribe to it and, and they give themselves to it. Right. As soon as their favorite pop star dies, they hair color something different. They quick to to clamor to the idea of how it impacts them emotionally. Same 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 process, same practice of believing in this system that we have been failed by time and time again, where it's being held up with toothpicks. The structure and the strength is that of is that of an ant to a man's shoe as it's being crushed. It's the same. Yet we hold dear to it because it is the culture. It is the norm. It is the practice. It's the routine. We know it. We don't want nothing different. We say we do. But what it really mean, right? When you know that the gas price is going to go up. Yet in Kazakhstan, right, they're going to be like, the gas price ain't going up. If it's going up, we going up with it, right? We shut it down, right? They protesting in the streets. Now, again, my philosophy and belief on what protest looks like as we evolve and the revolution happens much different than you know going crazy and just and not even going crazy 
creating a disruption that's something that's all too familiar, right? They have said, they being whoever you want to put that on, right? If we stop working, the economy is going to fall apart. We, as a, as a capitalistic structure, need people to continue to consume. We need people to spend money because that is how we are able to maintain our livelihood. That is how the government is able to do what it does. The, the game of deception, the game of, of how we're going to make you perceive and believe in something that after a couple of years is going to turn into something else, right? I'm over it. I know I've learned enough to know the difference in what it is that I can do and how that's going to impact my personal life. And that's not to that's not to like put it on as like, oh, he he's selfish or he's only adding to the individualism of Americans and the reason why this is happening. But in, in reality, right, like whether you are a, what I'm gonna call a left core or a right core, right? There's hardcore right? The soft core. So instead of calling y'all far right, far left, I'm going to just call y'all y'all left core and right core, right? Y'all just so, this is the core of your existence is these concepts. You're so bent on that that you cannot even write, like rationalize that we're people anymore, right? You're so bent on they're the enemy or there's something that's different that I don't like versus nah, we are just a group of individuals who are misunderstood who suffer from communication and suffer from uh, inadequate education of how to like problem solve as like people. And here we are on the cusp of an anniversary where people done got away with a lot, right? Like you, you, you could look at any different type of news and see like, Oh yeah, the Navy, they had a prostitution ring and, you know, they were involved in all these illegal, illicit activities and who's going to be held accountable. Companies and corporations steal wages from their employees and they get away with it again. Who's going to be held accountable? Oh, there was a bunch of people who stormed the Capitol and there may or may have not been some media involvement. Who's going to hold them accountable? So as we see these variety of situations that take place around the systems that we cherish, that we embellish, that we romanticize, and we see the flaws, we see that people have become seduced and corrupted by their participation in activities that are compromising or contradictions to whatever oath they take or whatever um, belief system that they hold themselves to or whatever the the black and white binary you know wording is around who you are as a politician who you are as a person in the military who you are as a societal member like it's all it's all a fallacy and what makes it real is what you decide to do with it what makes it real is your determination to overcome to not become trapped right gil scott here has said the revolution will not be televised it will be live and people will now say, nah, that means it's going to be on live. I'm going to capture it. You capturing is you not participating. You are a bystander, right? I'm not going to sit up here and create this, this misinformed diaspora of change. I'm not going to tell you if you silent, you're part of the problem. If you silent, you silent. If you choose to speak out, you choose to speak out. Because the real change is going to come about when change is taking place, not because you said something, because if you're saying something in a system that will continue to repeat the same behaviors, people have already said something. I'm saying something now. I could tell you to your face how corrupt people are, but to what degree do I want to jeopardize my livelihood? To what degree do I want to jeopardize my safety? So you can have access to the truth and then I could have a morsel of faith that you may act out in a way that is change when what I've been shown time and time again is we rush into normalcy. We rush into comfort. We rush into something that will eat you up, spit you out. And if you can walk it off, you consider yourself lucky. Not the fact that we walking in the fire, not the fact that we walking into the mouth of the demon. No, 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 no. The fact that you got a, you, Oh, I didn't get swallowed. I was, I fell out in the saliva. I was, 
they grabbed me and I was that crumb that fell. I was the chip that hit the flow and I didn't break. I walked away. But that's the that's the point that you that you you know potently touched on. Am I willing to jeopardize my place in this system? That's it. Right? We call it we call it safety or well-being or stability. But basically in toxic wasteland, right? Morally toxic. And waiting for some change and any speaking, right, which has been done already, right, whether it's here on this episode or any other episode, right, if it's not jeopardizing my place, my status within the system, it is safe. If I'm not taking everything that I am within the system and turning it on its head, tossing it into the street and saying, this is not for me, not any of it. If I'm not doing that, then it's not change. Right? It's it's a beacon, maybe. Right? It it is a sign, a signal, a call to arms, but it ain't arms. It may it may be a battle cry, but it ain't battle. It it may be the thing that's needed to start the thing that's need, that needs to be done. But it's not what needs to be done. But it may be what's needed. And right, there's no there's no reason for us to diminish anyone's abolitionist work, revolutionary work. It's not our job to belittle or tear down what has happened so far on the journey to freedom, on the journey to liberation, on the journey to equity. If people are moving with the intention of loving each other, then it's revolutionary work. And if people are moving with selfless motives, right, then it's revolutionary work. People are moving with self-focused, rejuvenating, healing work, Right, then it's revolutionary work. Because the healing that you may gain can be new and revolutionary to you. And it can be revolutionary to a whole group of people around you. Financial liberation and knowledge can be revolutionary work. Gaining financial freedom and independence can be revolutionary work. Breaking generational cycles can be revolutionary work. But If we're doing work in a bubble, 
then it's not enough. If we're doing work on our good work on our own, right, then it's not enough. And right, we never arrive. Because such is the system is that as soon as you get high enough to look down on somebody, you don't necessarily necessarily need to climb any higher. And you don't necessarily need to fear for your life. And the people who don't see anybody below them see the world in some ways exactly the way it is. And the folks who have people who can, who can, you know, who they can look down on and say, though, this person is worse off than me, right? Also have a view of reality that some people don't have. And the folks who are, who are well off and not struggling with much, but on where to spend their money, they have a view of the world. And they have a perspective that help them get to their where where they are. And some of the views in their reality can be adopted to right to bring change to people's lives who are not in their situation some of the access that they have can be passed on to folks who are not necessarily in their situation. But anytime you got access, you can share that access. I feel like that is kind of the idea um, behind the metaverse and Web3 um, that We can all have access and we can all build with the with the transparency of the blockchain folks can build if they choose to with all the information. Right, it's like you could take a list of topics, learn them and basically be at the forefront of an industry that is in its infancy. Right, but it's just like learning how to well write with a keyboard when we still when we still got typewriters. It's like some it's some mechanisms on the keyboard that the typewriter don't have. It's gonna be around for a long time. So you got to find those things, those tools, and figure out how you're going to use them to set the people free that you want to see free. I mean, that's the thing is that, like, that's the thing. The thing is, whatever that thing could possibly be, Merging that merging that bridge between harm and then freedom. Because okay, January 6th happens. People felt harmed enough. You don't gotta like it, you don't gotta agree. But in, in their eyes and their perspective, it's their perception, that's their reality, regardless if it's real or not. It's their it's their reality, it's their real. They're harmed. They act out in harm. They become vengeful, become spiteful, become retaliatory, right? They they seek retaliation from their harm. For sure. 
in the same time, right, harm is happening all over the country prior to this day, after this day. People are figuring out how to undo the harm. We all take the collective loss of time. Now, the access to our time is defined differently for every person. Some people have opted out of working. Some people are continuing to work. Some people cannot work, right? And our time for that period of the day when we are working or are not working, right, is defined by what's around us. What's around us? Well, maybe you have bills. Maybe you have rent. Maybe you have to pay for things. Maybe someone needs to eat. So now your time is dictated by the resources you need to survive, right? Going back to that bubble, bubbles float, bubbles pop. Not all bubbles do. Some just fly away and you never see it, right? The amount of time until it pops, well, even the ozone layer, a bubble in itself can pop. Can it heal itself? Can it repair itself? Well, that's the thing, right? About making metaphors and analogies. They expand, they grow, and they turn into something else. The complexity, the spectrum of being a human being amongst this idea of harm and freedom. Again, January 6th, some people are harmed. They commit harm to others. Now, if I say your harm isn't as valuable as my harm, I lose. Why do I lose? Because I've invalidated your experience and who you are, and I say it's not valuable to me. So therefore, you're not a human to me. You're worth the dispose that I seek. I can dispose of you. Because mm. your existence, your beliefs, your feelings, whatever you feel harmed by, I'm not willing to acknowledge. I'm not willing to even see it or know that it exists. Now you mad. You angry at me because I'm not willing to acknowledge what your harm is. Right. Even if you don't like me for the way that I look, the least that in my mind I can do, not speaking for no one else, is I can acknowledge your harm because me acknowledging your harm ain't going to change to some degree how much you don't like me, right? Or maybe it could. Maybe me operating out of this bubble and giving people the invitation to join my bubble, right? Come join me in my bubble. Come come into my bubble, right? Oh, I'm in a vacuum, and guess what? I'm willing to, for this brief second, I'm going to let you in, and if you want to stay, stay. The reason why I say that is because we at this point where our tribal, communal, what is manageable in terms of a, a structure amongst people has been fragmented. It's been fragmented because as the metaphor often goes, right, you have wax wings, you try to fly to the sun, then the wax wings melt. That's where we are right now. We're at yeah. a, we're at this, this moment in time where we are falling Right. We were flying and now we're falling. We don't we don't really see it that way because some of us are going to continue to go a little further than the next person. But we're all collectively falling. And I'm not saying that as a, as a cautionary tale of like you're plummeting to your doom. No, you're probably just going to start this whole process over again and do it again. We're going to fly off, melt, do the same thing. It's a routine. It's a repetitive cycle. And that's cool for some. Not for me. Now, where we where we see right this concept of like nfts web3 the metaverse these are tools that are trying to grant people access to something new something different right most people will shun it because again they're seeking comfort they're seeking familiarity they're seeking normalcy so yes being able to hold value into the dollar or complain about the dollar even though they need it because I, I mean, that's just a lot of people like I'm going to complain about it because that's what I'm used to. And if you try to present a solution to me, then I'm going to be upset because now you're going to challenge the very fabric of my existence. You have the possibility of shattering whatever little fragile little concept of reality I have by introducing something new. OK, fair enough. And keep that where then what happens is the people who choose to do the new thing benefit greatly from it by being an early adopter as in all things right the television right. oh i'm gonna make a tv station no one gives a crap about a tv station then what happens i'm now the biggest tv station because i was the first right when i went to new york city the thing that i realized is how old it is 
when I saw the infrastructure mm -hmm. of it, right, from the trains to the buildings to the pedestrian, like, just energy of, like, all these people swirling around, I, I look at the things and I see the stains and I smell how old it is. And I'm like, that's the thing that makes it so special. It's just so much time caked up on top of each other. It's one layer after another layer of cake, right? You see all these buildings, all these companies, all these things, and it's just one layer after another layer. And then what happens in my lifetime? San Francisco, California becomes that new thing. It springs up all these new things that become the hub for a new thing. The one thing that, that is now literally the determining factor of your sust sustainability or sustenance or engagement of entertainment or your relevancy, the internet, technology, the ever-connectedness of what that brings. Yeah. Now that's getting caked on top of each other. But now, like I said, we're getting to that point where our means, right, and our grasp are in two different directions, right? We have things that are beyond our control and our grasp, things that are in our hands that are beyond our means to handle responsibly. And we don't even care enough, right, to then even decide amongst ourselves what does responsible mean. We rather just say, oh, no, if we collectively agree, then it goes. And if we if there's more than enough of us that say it's wrong, then it's wrong. And now we're here with amongst a people who are saying, oh, yeah, I'm about to join this other world, this mm -hmm. other universe. People pray as an as a means of communicating with God. God being the light. Right. People right. meditate as a means to ground themselves and to reach a place of enlightenment. Praying to God, connecting to the light meditating enlightenment when you look at your screen and you become enraptured with the onslaught of tiktok instagram the stories the reels the comments the posts the twitter feed the tweets the nfts the creativity the music the movies the tv shows the videos the memes that's lit up on your screen Sometimes you ask yourself, what happened to the time? Hmm. Same thing always happens to it. If I meditate and I reach a level of transcendence and I come out of my meditative state, I can say what happened to my time. If I'm provoked with the Holy Ghost and I lose myself in the moment of reaching into the Holy Spirit, I can say what happened to the time. As we often see people who grow crops have such a respect for the sky and the sun, as we've known the travelers of the past to use the stars as a means to go in the direction of, to lead them to where they, they're looking to go, the light, level of concentration of focus, a level of understanding, a level of education, a level of enlightenment. Stars being of light, the sun being a star of light. To go into somewhere new, to explore somewhere new, to do something new, to appreciate the new day with movement as the world turns. There's something to be said about, oh, this next phase of consciousness, this new era of consciousness. I'm going to be creative in the digital realm that we all live and exist in already. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to stake my claim to this infinite and abundant space to say this is mine. This mm. is the first time that I can say it's mine. Because yeah. as you exist on Facebook, that's not yours. As you exist right. on Instagram, that's not yours. As you exist in Twitter, it's not yours. Now, Facebook is shifting that focus into trying to give you something that's yours, which is a very, you know, the gray, as we all you explore, it's not black, it's not white, it's the gray. It will become defined. It will define itself, and we get to define it. It's not to say it's the end-all, be-all. It's just another part of the spectrum. And I'm saying that because as we look back at last year and these people who were fundamentally willing to commit 
all kinds of actions of harm. Yeah. And now here we are a year later. People are going to romanticize it and they're going to make it something else and twist it and distort it so they can continue to carry it on. We're on the cusp of this revolutionary time where countries are adopting to a decentralized form of money, where there is a decentralized form of real estate, where there is this decentralized no longer being handled and controlled by these old long-term companies who have always had their hands in everything. And people are afraid, whether they want to admit it or not. Fear is being shown. As I seek my own sustainability, my own perseverance and preservation, it's not to be done in complacency. It's to be done in a totally different way. It's to be done in a method, in a means that isn't like anyone or anything else. I'm inviting people to engage in the revolution and what that means for them. Whether you're watching now, whether you're going to listen to this later or watch this later, yeah. I want to know what does the revolution mean to you? Because it's not to say that any one of us has the definite, like, this is the answer. This is what it is. No, everyone has their own answer. As we breathe, well, that's definitely something we all share. As we lose time, that is something that we all share. As some of us, because not all of us, have mm -hmm. felt a level of harm, well, there's a deeper level of leaning in. And I think that when we look back at the bizarre nature of this most recent three-piece saga of events that we've have experienced, 2020, 2021, and now 2022, because it's, it is bizarre. It is all, all but anything but. The new normal is bizarre. The new normal is constant flux of changes. The revolution is what you make of it. And for me, it is to expand, to enlighten, and to gain access to a healthier version of myself. That isn't a New Year resolution. That's not a resolution at all. I, I appreciate every new day just as much as most people appreciate a new year. I get it. It's the societal thing. It's the cultural thing. It's the routine mm -hmm. thing, right? It's darker, longer. So we need things to keep us happy. So, yes, the new year. But just to challenge, just to push, just to be disruptive, you have a new day. Every day. Every second is new. As much as it is lost, it is gained. I hope people can see the appreciation and the value in that beyond it just being, oh, 2022 is going to suck because of this one event. 2021 was horrible because you projected it was going to be? Nah. Because you chose to focus on certain aspects? Because you leaned in and invested in the energy that manifests itself? Again, if you pray to God, right that energy you putting out that light the source if i meditate and then i become enlightened i transcend right it's the focus the practice the the way right there's a method and a means things don't make themselves right so if that's the case i'm just trying to again people if you have a revolution i'd love to know what it is i would love to see what does it mean because I want to learn. I want to engage. I don't have answers. I just have some experiments that I'm willing to try out. Some take a little longer than others, but I'm willing to share the results and show what has come from it. Because, yeah, last year, January 6th, that, that wasn't the way. It, it happened. It was the way for some. But again, it wasn't the way. And I'm just hoping that people you know, are willing to talk, willing to engage and willing to explore what does tomorrow mean? What does this moment mean? What does this second mean? Right. Because, uh, yeah, it's a time. Yeah, and I think that that reflection, right, has to happen often for folks to decide their kind of their awareness of the world like the world around them and then the the macro right it's like 
Are they reading the room right? And if so, right, how how do you take action now that you know what's happening? And you can start that today, start it on the anniversary, you start it tomorrow, start it in the morning, you start in the afternoon, start in the evening. It's that practice of of reflection, but also of newness. Right to say, all right, these are the changes I see, but also this is what change in my life looks like. This is what my own revolution, this is what my own unique change looks like. This is where it starts. And this is how I communicate to the folks around me, people who care about me, that I'm changing and I'm beginning change and I'm continuing to practice change to, to a point that I may end up different than how you know me. And whatever that means to the individual, but I think it's important to kind of give some narration to that journey to those who, who care about you to say, I have that, these expectations of people who are in my life during, since, and after this change or this changing, this work that I'm doing. These are these are the things that I expect to to see around me in my immediate vicinity. Can you can you be responsible for these expectations to a degree to continue to be a contributor or uh, a beneficiary of my energy and what's going on in my life, right? These changes. Because I want my change to happen, right? To benefit the people around me. I'm not just, I'm making them, I may be making them with the intention of changing about myself, but it's also changing how I show up, which is changes how I interact and who I interact with. So that revolution you know, time can start and it really don't have to stop. It doesn't stop. Take it from somebody who has committed themselves to learning the methods and means of participating in the community and working towards something that is restorative, something that is repairing what harm has taken place. The restoration of love and the repair of harm. And now what that means for myself as I, as I look inward and I understand the world around me and how that works in maintaining a very delicate balance between change and adaptation because I could change rapidly and not adapt to the surroundings. I can ignore everything around me and say, this is what I'm gonna do and this is what I'm gonna be. But how harmful can that be if I'm not mindful of what those consequences from my actions are as they fall on others? So, change is going to happen. Change is happening every second, whether you like it or not, whether you want to accept it or not. Now, whether you lean into it, whether you're aware of it, whether you're mindful of what that means and how that's going to look, I'm saying right now, you know, 
as we get on the anniversary of something that is not a highlight moment for us as a collective nation. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a lesson around what I'm going to invest my time and energy into. I'm investing myself. I'm investing the people around me. Not because it's a new year. It's because it's a new day. Outfluent, episode 82. Any final words, final thoughts for the people listening to Lyrical Ones? It's very interesting that the the, the great Gil Scott Heron chose to focus on basically TV land, right? It's like everything that happens or it could happen in TV land took some time to touch on it in terms of pop culture and As we create culture within our own lives, right? Create even the popular culture, right? The inside jokes, the things that us in our circle knows, right? We can say our change won't have none of this in it. Everything that we know about our mutual understanding of things in the world, don't none of this have to be a part of it. And we can call it harmful. We can name it as harmful to our future. And and it's very much okay. And so like, I would just implore folks to say, when you look at the future that you wanna have and you wanna create, what are the things that you want to leave behind? And you can compare notes later, or you can move as a as a unit and compare compare notes early and put the vulnerability at the forefront of things and say, This is this is what I want to keep, this is what I don't want to keep. And start from there and say this is the the culture that we are affecting within within our within our tribe within our group within our family within our unit and it starts with decisions today that's going to affect us 5 10 15 20 30 years down the line right you basically treat it like your cultural investment retirement account individual retirement account we say as a unit these are this is where we're gonna put our energy and there's gonna be some type of penalty if you take your investment out of what we trying to build. It don't gotta look like anybody else's penalties. You don't even gotta call them penalties, right? You say this is an expectation. And when you choose not to meet this expectation in terms of your energetical investment, we as a group, Gonna have to talk about what this what this future building, what this future sense means to you, and whether it means the same thing to us that it means to you. Because it looks like it's reflective in our investment. And yours looks different. And so before we 
toss any type of penalty around, say you have pulled some of your investment based on what we agreed upon. And so do we need a new agreements? And why are why are you not down with the agreements we had? But those type of conversations with the vulnerabilities at the forefront can make all the difference in healthy and unhealthy reactions to to stress within a group, within a family, within a unit as you as you build. So yeah, I think my thing is for episode eighty two. Put the put the V at the F. Put the vulnerability at the front. So that everybody can check on the expectations and their willingness to meet those expectations for everybody else. Thrill. Nineteen eighty two. Thriller. Told you using his bag. Thriller. With that, this has been Lyrical Ones, episode 82. Get your freedom because they definitely going to try and enslave you if they haven't already. I mean that in every way. So, as we often do at this time. One, 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 one.